How are we going, mates? Welcome back to another episode of The Top Step. First of all, baseball is going to be back in a couple of weeks, I hope. I know there's all these new cases coming out. The Dodgers just had 10, um, 10 players, I think it is. Um, at, the, at the time of this thing getting recorded, I just found out. I just turned my phone on and checked it out. But um, hey, welcome back to another episode. I know what is going to continue, whether there's baseball or not this year, is this podcast. Thank you all for downloading, uh, subscribing, whatever you call it. To this podcast and uh, I've got a huge lineup of people who I'm going to get on hopefully in person too I'm hoping slowly but surely um, speaking of that uh, you know there's, there's this this whole you know polit- I call it political divide with the whole face mask thing like just wear a mask man just try it out it, uh, whether you feel strongly about it or, or your freedom or anything like that or, or you know you, you want to wear it just just wear one just so we can all just get back to normal life whatever state you're in whatever it may be um my next guest and i talk about that a little bit um before we get started uh on who my next guest is first of all just want to give the the plug go to www.thetopstep.com and uh check out the past episodes there's a lot of good ones um and you can also check out other content i've got some good questions actually one funny one right now about the backdrop i get it uh, I totally get it with you. If you're watching or listening, I've just got a door. I've got a TV. Um, uh, Kelly asked me, she said, Hey, what's with the backdrop? Why don't you get the professional, the bookshelf, like the curtain or something, or like a, a logo? I don't know. I, I just, look, I've got too many things going on. I have to get on Amazon and, and customize it. I don't know how that works. If you've got any suggestions, please shoot, shoot me a message on, uh, on, you can shoot, direct message me on Instagram or Twitter and let me know where can I get a backdrop? Where can you customize that thing? So I can, have on my my reading right behind me it looks like there's some pro bookshelf but i'm at the top top level of my house um just kind of hanging i've got my yeah you know, my drink bottle right here if you can see um if you're watching this uh the other one asking me a couple other questions asked me about the cartoon i made am i going to do more yes i am eventually um and they want more grant balfour we want to do more grant and i are very close thank you for the uh the comments and the feedback on the cartoon do I eat Vegemite? Yes, I do. Uh, Shannon asked me if I ate Vegemite because uh, I have a big, it's, I think it says Aussie Mite for, um, I can't have Vegemite on, on the on the desk. If you haven't checked out the cartoon, go to uh, www.thetopstep.com and you can click, go to scroll down. You'll see a funny little uh, two minute cartoon that I made. I didn't make it. I had someone else make it. Um, and someone else said, hey, you drink Foster's? Question It's not a Foster's can on the desk. If you look closely, it actually says Topsters. Just like Tropicana Field says Topicana Field. Come on. I can't start ripping brands off people. Let's go. So that's just me yeah, just having fun with that cartoon. It was a blast. Grant wants to do more, by the way. Grant and I have some funny stories that we want to animate and we are going to different locations. We're not going to be at our Sydney Harbour studio <laughs> next ones. But um, a lot of fun. Now, let's get to my next guest, Braden Bishop. Young Seattle Mariners player who made his debut last year. Uh, if you're up here in Seattle, you know who he is. Uh, if you're not in Seattle, get to know this kid, man. He has done, off the field, he has done some amazing stuff. Amazing stuff uh, for Alzheimer's and brain health research. His mum passed away from Alzheimer's uh, early onset last year in May. And uh, it's, cr- it's amazing the progress he's made. We talk about that during the episode. Um, and just some of the things he deals with on a day-to-day basis, even after, um, after the whole thing. So, you know, we, we dive into that. It's, it's pretty amazing when you, when you talk to him and, you know, from, from an outside looking in, I, 
you know, we, 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 we covered a lot on TV and it's a, you know, good vibes, feel good story about, you know, kid doing amazing things for charity and for his mother and everything else. But when you really dive into it, there's a lot that goes on inside that family, you know, dealing with that even afterwards. So we talk about that. Um, he's now one of my favorite major league players right now. Seriously, this kid has done so much off the field and he's about to kill it on the field. You just have that feeling that he works hard enough. He's patient enough. He's going to get his reps. He's at bats. He's going to do big things. So that's my next guest. Um, he's also got, by the way, we kicked this, this podcast off, uh, Cognition Coffee. Uh, you can, if you put in Cognition Coffee into Twitter or Instagram, it'll come up. Sweet logo too. He had the shirt on uh, if you're watching this. Um, if you're not, go check it out. He's um, he basically, oh, this, when you look at it, he's got the packaging. He's got the, he's got the roaster, the whole blah, 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 everything. This guy did this during quarantine and I'm sitting there. I got off the podcast with him. I'm like, man, what have I done? Just sat here and bashed out a bunch of podcasts. What have I done, man? This kid is basically started his own coffee company. Anyway, we talk about that. Um, we talk about what here is, you know, his goals, what's he trying to do for 2020, uh, getting back into it, what they have to do when they get, they, they all start tomorrow, by the way, tomorrow's Friday. Um, and they literally get back into camp in small groups. So we, talk, we dive into that. Everything. It's a, it's a really good episode. But, man, I, I'm a huge fan now of Braden Bishop. First chance we've had to, to, to talk. So uh, this is a fun one. Uh, by the way, happy 4th of July. I know this is coming out the, uh, the Monday after the 4th of July. But um, recording this, hope you had a great weekend, people. Hopefully we can slowly but surely get on the same page, everyone, and get back to some sort of new normal moment, whatever it is. All right, guys, enjoy this episode as Braden Bishop joins me on The Top Step. No matter what happens, Ryan Roland Smith has something to tell his grandkids right here. First appearance of the big leagues. <laughs> Face a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Especially if he strikes them out. Here comes the one-two pitch to Junior now. The breaking ball. He struck him out. Yeah, that will be a story for the rest of his life <laughs> as he strikes out Ken Griffey Jr. And the inning is over. But what an inning it was. As All right, Brady, now, as we're getting started, I had to ask you about, you got the shirt on, right? Now, if, if anyone's, if you're not watching this, by the way, it's, it's Cognition Coffee, right? Yes. Okay. Is that yours? Is that your company? Yeah. yeah. I started it. Uh, it was like a little side project during <laughs> this whole quarantine, stay at home. Oh, so this is brand new. Yeah. Started maybe two months ago. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Moving yeah. quick, man. Yeah, I mean, made it quick. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because see, I, I you know, growing up in Australia, coffee is a huge deal. Like everyone's right. addicted, right? Everyone, yeah, right. including me. I, I can't right. go. I go straight, you know, percolated here. Then I have to go down to Revolutions Coffee down the street here in Green Lake, and sure. uh, you should go check it out. Um, and um, and just smash out lattes. I'm, it's you know, so what? So this is brand new. Brand new started. Uh, so let's see, we we ended in March. That's when we got sent sent home and then uh about like a weekend i was yeah. like well, i've always wanted to start one like i wonder what like yeah. what goes into it how would you get it started you know what does it even entail you know is it a long process so i kind of like 
was reading about it, researching, like reading other coffee shops who like to educate. Um, And so there's kind of two different ways. You can either like go through a third party Mm -hmm. roaster. So like they basically roast the beans for you. So that would be in like Colombia, Peru, Hawaii, Australia. And then they send you the beans, you package them and you ship them as your own. Because they're not technically like a coffee brand, they just right. roast. And then, um, and then there's also you can buy your own equipment and roast your own beans. But like, <laughs> I don't, I didn't <laughs> have a place to put it. So yeah, I was gonna. Uh, you're like, oh, check this out. You turn the camera. You just got this giant, <laughs> yeah, huge exactly, machine. Exactly. Okay, so, right. So where do you where do you get the beans from? So we have two different roasts. Uh, the first one comes from brazil and the other one comes from Colombia. gotcha yeah but they're good i uh we went through like a it was about two and a half weeks of customizing the the roast profile and like what it tastes like because i you know you like a certain taste i like a certain taste so i kind of uh want to make sure like it was fruity and smooth and not like super burnt and bitter gotcha so do you find starbucks coffee tastes burnt and bitter like that for sure yeah, I, 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 I really struggle with it. And I think, see, Starbucks tried to, I'm not going to sit here and, and knock Starbucks. But, <laughs> yeah. um, they tried to get into Australia. Like initially, really? I think they're making another big comeback. But they tried to get in and everyone's like, oh man, Starbucks is here. Because Australians would go you know, to LA or yeah, Disneyland sure. or whatever and go, oh, I got to get Starbucks. But they just failed. It completely failed. Wow, and I think, that's crazy. I, 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 can you imagine that? Because you think of like you know, Starbucks and these big, you know, they just, they can't lose, right? They have, right. All, they have a machine behind them. Um, and then you see, I grew up in Australia where I grew up. I grew up on a, you know, basically beach town. And there was these streets just with coffee shop after coffee shop. But it's the latte. See, Australians will drop five bucks on a latte <laughs> without even thinking about it. And then my father-in-law comes to Australia and he's like, dude, why is everyone dropping like $5 when they can just go get the, the thing put in a machine? Right. So are, are, you, are you lattes at all or no? Yeah, so... When I first started drinking coffee, it was like vanilla lattes, caramel macchiatos, uh, you know, stuff like like the yeah. specialty. Yeah. And then I started getting into like the iced coffee and even right. playing in the minor leagues. I mean, you <laughs> yeah. try and Folgers. sleep. You try, yeah. And then you try and sleep like as long as possible. And yeah. then the coffee you get to pick up is like ones that are quick. Yeah, so that right. would be like cold yeah. brew and iced coffee. Um, and then, you know, you're playing in these towns that are a hundred degrees with 95% humidity. Yeah. So stuck with the ice for a while. And now I kind of just jump to everyone, depending on what I'm feeling that day. Are you just, if it's coming out of the machine, are you just straight black or are you, th- are you throwing creamer in there? Would you, uh, I'll do like, I guess it depends. Like I'm big into like grass fed stuff. So I'll do like yeah. some grass fed, uh, creamer or like I'll some put the butter in there. I have done that. Okay. I have done that. <laughs> I stopped doing that for a while because it was I was having way too much uh, healthy fat in one right. day. So gotcha. Yeah. And is this something? Are you trying to sell this to you know coffee shops and everything? Like, because I mean, I'm still kind of shocked that you basically said this is just like a quarantine project. Right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I thought this was maybe something that you sort of maybe latched onto, or there was something you know because I mean for your you know for your charity, your foundation for your mom. For, yeah, for mom, yeah. Uh, that I want to talk about in a little bit. But I thought it was honestly someone came to you and said, "Hey, there's a certain ingredient in here or something. Can we work together?" But that's all you, right? And yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, 
yeah, it was, it happened so it, like really quick, you know, like one phone call uh, to this company that's actually up here in Kent. So that's like the third party roaster yeah. that we work with. Um, and they, I mean, after the call, they got the ball rolling wow. and, you know, three weeks later I had bags of coffee in hand. Wow. Is there any ingredient in there where you're working on something for like brain health or anything like that? Yeah, so the first one we did was just the coffee, and then the second one we roll out will have a nootropic in it, which okay. is like a cognitive enhancer. So, like, not a lot of coffee companies are starting to do that yeah. because, I mean, coffee already has, like, neurological profile in it where it will yeah. enhance, you know, like the caffeine. You feel good, uh, feel more aware. Um, but you can add stuff to it right. like functional mushrooms or, um, you know, different things that will help visually. So I'm, I'm interested in it. So hey, by the way, I, I, I wasn't expecting this podcast to start like this, <laughs> but I, I noticed the shirt because I had to ask you because I, I noticed I was like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta ask him about this. Right. Plus it's a, it's a sweet logo and everything, dude. Yeah, Good job on that. Um, you. Yeah, it's, it's funny, man. You see these things that pop up with, you know, I don't even know how you say it, the nootropics or the, or the brain yeah. health in, in coffee. I always worry though. This is what I worry about that, you know, like cigarettes back in the day, everyone's like, oh, I'm just smoke a cigarette and yeah. you, know, you feel a certain way. I'm like, coffee is too good. I don't want like 30, 40 years or 20 years down the track, <laughs> them to turn around and go, oh, all the long-term effects. You yeah, know what right. I mean? Like, cause I, right. I, I, I drink way too much. It's the one thing man. I just can't, you know, I just can't know. beat. So, no, trust me. I'm having three cups a day. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, so by the way, man, I'm so excited. I cannot believe finally we're back and we're looking at, you know, you guys start up tomorrow, right? Yeah. Crazy. You excited to get back? Yeah, for sure. You always like, I mean, you never realize how much you miss just yeah. like the, you know, I mean, even just like putting cleats on, like oh, yeah. putting the uniform on, yeah. the, the playing catch, like, you don't realize i think the game can kind of tire you out sometimes where you're yeah. like i need a break but then you like start to miss all those small yeah. intricacies now yeah. i'm sure you're the same and i think like when i get injured i notice it the most because like you can't you gotcha. physically can't yeah. so yeah i'm excited for sure yeah i, I now because i'm obviously done playing and, and i do miss it man like i, I'm, I don't regret anything i'm 37 years old so it's not like i'm sitting here, oh i should have kept playing because yeah. you know, the game's <laughs> way younger you guys you know, you're 26 right six yeah yeah so you're in that ripe old age but i you know i do look back and one thing i do regret is is and not to get all you know mushy here but taken for granted you mentioned like those in you know you're in the pacific coast league and i used to just be so the, the i was on the salty squad super bitter all the time <laughs> yeah because i was going back and forth and i was like right. oh, memphis is 100 degrees with 100 percent humidity right. trying to get, trying to get a good coffee somewhere and it's yeah. blazing hot and i'm like i hate this get me home but it's amazing dude you guys have been sitting home for months now fresh off spring training spring training is that time where you're optimistic and you've got the new gear on and, and you're around your buddies and then boom then you got to shut it down i couldn't imagine dude it would have been so hard when you got the news that shutting it down right oh my gosh it was so weird because you never you'd never expect like a big corporation like mlb nba yeah. you know nhl to just like shut operations yeah. so i remember <laughs> i was sitting at breakfast because i had i had just gotten options like the day before and then I'm sitting at this restaurant eating with my wife. 
and it pops up on the screen like MLB suspends operations. Yeah. And so then I'm like, oh my god. So then I like, you know, you you don't know what that means. Yeah. You're like, are they just shutting their offices in New York and then we continue, <laughs> or like, what does that mean? So and then it just happened fast because it's like nobody knew anything. Yeah. So it was just like, you know, uh, we're gonna do small groups, and then four hours later it was like, okay, only groups of two. And then four hours later, it was like, we're shutting the whole building. And then four hours after that, it was like, everybody's got to go home. You're right. Because, you know, when I was playing, because it, it, I played, you know, I was, um, my first year was 2007. So a couple of years after that, you had the recession. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, baseball is bulletproof. You know, it, it's not going to affect it. And it really, it really didn't. And you're watching the rest of the world just absolutely go through this huge crisis. And so you look at that thing, yeah, I mean, MLB, it's bulletproof. And you see the suspension, you're probably thinking to yourself, oh, They'll have a couple of weeks to shut down. We'll just hang right. out in spring training. Dude, it's am- and here we are in the end of end of June or July now. Just sitting around what it's um, it blew it blew my mind the whole thing still. Truly. Where do you spend where do you spend the isolation? Uh so my wife and her family are in Sacramento. Gotcha. So that's where I was at. Do you struggle to find people to work out with or do you have a crew back there that you can hit? So- with? I think like my biggest priority when I go certain places is before I even get there, I'll build a a crew of physical therapists, massage, my strength guys, and then hitting guy. And so I'll research this for, you know, months beforehand. So we moved to Sacramento in uh, the fall of 2018. So like that summer I was like connecting with all these people. So when I got there, it was like, you know, I'm just ready to go. Um, so luckily I had a, a good squad of people, man. That is so smart because I would just go, oh, yeah, I am going here for the off season. I'm going back <laughs> to Australia and just be lazy. And then, right. and then I'm throwing it to a brick wall. It's brutal. Right. And right. I tell people that I'm like, yeah, man, I was literally, there was, you know, off seasons there where, and I had 2010, I had a terrible year. And I swear to God, I was just so distracted that off season, too much stuff going on. Not, not, it wasn't like I was doing crazy stuff, but I literally didn't lock down a throwing partner or, you know, a place to work out or any of that kind of stuff. So I was just like right. scrambling, trying to Google map where a weight room sure. is. And it's right. brutal. There's no way you can do that. I feel like there's, there's got to be a lot of guys, even at a high level in that boat. First of all, one, because so many things are shut down, right? right. So did you, and you had access to that, you're able to, you know, to get in and, and access the, the coaches and that, that team around you, even during the isolation. Yeah. So when, Right when I saw the MLB was suspending operations, I started because I figured that most things would probably shut down, yeah. especially gyms. You know, I didn't have to be like a genius to figure that one out. Um, so I started calling and then I started actually going online and buying uh, like equipment because uh, yeah. we have a gym at the house that, you know, it has a a barbell it has right. a bench a squat rack yeah you know got some dumbbells but i started going and buying some more stuff yeah. um just because i knew i'd probably be stuck there for a little bit um and so then when i got home i had enough where my strength guys could write my program based on what yeah. i had at home gotcha. uh, so i was doing sprints you know in the street uh i was uh, lifting in the garage um and you know i'm, I'm pretty self-motivated so it wasn't like yeah. super hard to you know stick with it um and then you know as negotiations continued on and you could like kind of feel like okay we're getting closer to a decision yeah. 
and that wasn't like quick that was like 10 weeks but yeah um then i started to you know go out um to the cage and it was just the guy I hit with and me um but yeah no it's weird because like you know you're putting your kind of putting yourself and your family in harm's way because yeah you can't just like you know roll out here and not be ready to compete right. at this level it's amazing and, and you mentioned you know with the um you know, with the negotiations going on, I feel like all of a sudden, all right, we have a decision, boom, strap it on, get out to, you know, get out to Seattle or wherever. And literally three weeks to get ready. Serious. That's, and people ask me all the time, oh, you know, as a pitcher, and I'm like, I would have no shot, man. I was a slow mover getting, For getting sure. going. Not because if there was years where it was different, if there's years where I had to make the team, you know, I was gung-ho. It was so short-term. I was like, all right, impress in spring training. But there was a couple yeah. of years there where I, I knew I was on the team Man, my April was brutal. So I'm, th- <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, if you're a young, one of these young guys trying to impress, you may be a little bit better off if you've had sure. enough, you know, in these months. But that's just it. It's going to be interesting. And do you think three weeks together as a group is enough? It's so hard to say because, like, yeah. I've, been, I've been in camps where you've had, like, three weeks and, like, the team's just, like, clicking and everybody, like, yeah. gets each other. And, you know, I think uh, – it definitely helps when you have like groups coming through the minor leagues together. Right. So you kind of have like a collective a little bit more than just if it's a bunch of random, yeah. you know, pieces. Yeah. Um, and then I think, you know, we had, you know, maybe three and a half weeks of spring training, four right. weeks. Yeah. So it's like, you, we kind of have a, an understanding. Um, but like in terms of like performance, it could be interesting because yeah. I mean, I saw, you know, Nelson Cruz not get a hit in three weeks, uh, right. but then go on to hit 40 homers in yeah. the season. So it's like, yeah, yeah it's going to be interesting. And there's got to be a, a big group of guys who literally just had a bow net in their backyard off a tee. And right. now all of a sudden they've got to face live pitching. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. I, it's just, and again, it's one of these things that you can't look back because everyone's in the same boat, but you don't want a situation you're three weeks into a season saying, oh, well, I'm over because, oh, because, you know, because everyone's in the same boat. It's, right. it's just, it's going to be so, and look, uh, you know, right now the conversation, when I jump on radio and everyone's asking, oh, does this mean all these young players are going to get a chance to play right away? Yeah. But I think too, like there's, there's a, there's those players I think about coming off last year. Like, for example, you made your debut last year. So you're right in that spot where you have a big opportunity to impress, get a ton of at-bats and do everything else. Um, you know, you said you're optioned right before it all broke. Mm-hmm. You know, but you, you knew at some point early on in the season you're going to get a chance to go up, play, and stick. But you've got you, you know, Murphy, Austin Nola. These guys, you know, they're kind of not, not stuck in the middle, but they're right there. That It's their time now to really – put up the numbers mm-hmm. and that's where i i just feel for those guys because it's like man this is my year 2020 and the half it's gone right you know what i'm saying do you, do you no. ever think about that and and you know i mean do you first of all do you guys have like zoom sessions where everyone's talking or do you guys do you keep in contact with all with you know guys on the roster yeah no we have a we have a group chat um, yeah. that we you know are talking in every day pretty much right. from you know video games the baseball the <laughs> you know, what yeah. was going on the last couple months. Um, so, um, but you're right. Like, especially being a guy who's like, who, who kind of like needed a longer season yeah. because, you know, like last year, for example, like I, I got brought up, I got sent back, yeah. I got brought back up. I rushed from my spleen. Then I, you know, I'm out for two months and I come back, the roster expands to 40. I'm playing every 
fifth day. Yeah. It was like I saw like you need kind of a long yeah. season because stuff like that happens. Yeah. Um, and so like it's definitely in the back of at least my mind where it's like, you know, if you're a fourth outfielder in a 60-game season, like yeah. you might get, you know, 24 games. So yeah. and, and then And then just recently, yeah, like – you know, obviously, minor league baseball wasn't looking good. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, I feel like that's kind of pushed to the side too. And I'm sitting there going, hold on, there's so many things attached to that. The whole minor league's being shut down. Sure. First of all, it's, you know, if you're a AAA guy and you want to, you've had a big off season, for example, and all of a sudden you go, oh, sorry, you got really have no platform to play, do anything. I know, what's the plan? Speaking of that, what is the plan for the guys? You know, I know there's, you know, there's 60 guys, right? And you stay together the whole 60 games. So I think, at least from where I'm hearing, I think every team's different in terms mm. of like where they're putting their taxi squad. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm pretty sure we'll all be together for this, you know, summer camp, and then, yeah. and, then <laughs> yeah. and then once, uh, and then once we split off, I think the guys who are going to be non-travel taxi squad will be yeah. in Tacoma. Right, um, and then just basically continuing summer camp down there. Gotcha, gotcha, and and just what simulated games? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it'll probably just be like uh, you probably have a couple pitchers throw you know a couple innings and yeah, right. You know, I'm I don't yeah. know if it would actually be like because I think it's only going to be about twenty guys down there, maybe right. twenty five. So yeah. uh, you know, not it's enough so to two teams. So couple hitters hey, i'll pitch i'll come down yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll yeah, try to yeah. pump up 76 let's do it yeah absolutely. um so and then tomorrow you guys start tomorrow do you, you have to go in do you do physicals like you do in spring training yeah it, it's weird i i don't think there's any physical unless you have a uh, something that's bothering you um gotcha. and so we got tested we've had testing since saturday so yeah. some guys go saturday sunday monday right and then um, it takes about two days to find yeah. out results. And then um, tomorrow, I'm pretty sure it's two groups. So you have like a morning group and an afternoon group. How big are those groups? I'm not sure. I think maybe like if there's 60, I don't know, maybe like 15 each okay. group. And and so how long do you stay in the smaller groups? I want that's to say... Cutting, that's, that, 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 that again is cutting into... You know the spring tr- or summer camp time. You know yeah, I mean? right. No, I think uh, I want to say it's a few days, maybe even like a week, and then it extends to like more. You know, it can be like all position players together. Gotcha. God, so I'm not sure. So it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Hey, speaking of testing, so your brother Hunter Bishop, he's a yeah. you know, big prospect with the Giants. So he tested positive two days ago. Was that was did? Was, is he coming in with the Giants, a part of the, the 60 players? Yeah, he was supposed to, but now they got to hold off till he <sighs> tests negative twice. No, test negative twice. Wow. So yeah. where, does he, where does he go? So he's in Arizona, and he yeah. actually told me that, um, you know, he didn't – he knew it was a real thing, but he, you know, had heard, you know, you're young and healthy, you won't be affected. Right. And so, you know, he kind of – in Arizona, obviously, had much yeah. – looser restrictions on everything you know uh so he you know he was hanging out with friends and not being crazy or anything um but then he went to a restaurant one night the server had it and gave it to you know his girlfriend him 
uh, how, do you know, how do you know the server had it? Because uh, that's what it got traced back to. Was really was, yeah. So that's how they found out was somebody from the restaurant had called um, his girlfriend and said, "Hey, uh, wow, you know, server that was at your table, you know, had it. So it'd be smart to get tested." Was, was they got server, tested. Server wearing a face mask. I, I I mean, I would assume so, but yeah. I don't know. Arizona was crazy with their <laughs> restrictions. I mean, they went back to normal pretty much. Right, yeah. What, um, man, that's crazy. So they're, they're, and they're tracing it back and, and everything mm-hmm. else. Man, that's such a bummer because you're about to start. He, you know, he's part of this, these 60 players, right? Mm-hmm. Getting a chance to, you know, to, to come in, be around the big league coaches, then boom, all of a sudden, For sorry, sure. hang with them. When does he yeah. get tested again? Like how long do they give him? So I think it's either today or tomorrow because he found out. Oh no! So it'd be two days because he found out last Saturday. Right. Um, so he'll get tested again either tomorrow or Saturday, and then uh, they'll decide what they want to do. But it took him. The only symptoms he had was he couldn't smell or taste for like five days. Really? And that's yeah, it. So he, that's it. So yesterday he um, he I guess could taste for the first time. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, he said that although he didn't feel like a fever or body aches, like it is kind of worrisome to think about the long-term effects, like, you know, with this long stuff like that. You yeah, don't know. You just don't know. It's amazing, right. isn't it? Like, it's just, that's the one thing. And I get it. The thing is, the hard thing for me is people make this, you know, political, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, it's all the way this way, all the way that way. And, exactly. And I'm not about to, I wear a mask, right? I, obviously, sure. in Seattle, you just, you throw one on, you wear one out. I've, yeah. I forgot, I went to the grocery store, I was running up, it was like nine o'clock at night, wife and I hadn't eaten yet, and I was like, oh man. <laughs> took the dog out quick i didn't have a mask and yeah. i was like i ran to the grocery store. i'm like i haven't got a mask i'm sitting there with my hood on and not because um it's just one of those things that i you know, enough people make it political or, or you know the whole mask shaming whatever it's just like you know what just just wear a mask just exactly. seriously just throw one on hey, whether you feel strongly about it either way just wear one it, yeah. it seriously what about, do you guys have, do you have to wear them when you go in tomorrow? Like, is there, yeah. there must be so many protocols. I'm not going to make you tell them all, but <laughs> yeah. there must be just huge red lines through an email. Basically do this, For do sure. that, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure we have to wear a mask at all times other than if we're lifting or on the field. And other than that, we have to wear one. Uh, okay, so that's what I was going to ask you. So there's not the Mariners, yeah, like Nike always come out with like some new like you know, arm sleeve or something. Yeah. So Nike haven't come out with some face mask or something <laughs> that you guys have to wear. It's, it's so, I mean, I'm thinking, oh man, Nike's going to jump all over this opportunity right. for sure for MLB. So there's no, so it's not a situation where you have to wear one on the field if you're competing, but you just literally have to wear one. Do you have to wear one in the dugout? Do you know? Um, so you don't have to wear one in the dugout, but you're only allowed – I think so many guys in the dugout, everybody else has to be sitting in the stands. Right, yeah. So that's, that's going to be like travel ball. That's awesome, dude, sitting in the stands. Uh, well, um, do, you think, do you think anyone will wear one in the dugout? Like, do you think this is going to get a situation? I feel like, you know, players now on Twitter and, and Instagram a lot more outspoken, you know, and you, you included, right? For Obviously, sure. I've, I've noticed you on Twitter lately. Um, whereas, you know, and again, for me, there's things I want to say on Twitter is I'm not smart enough to put it together in a hundred and what is it? 40 characters. Right. Whatever yeah. it is. I just, cause I'm, first of all, I'll, I, I 
typo something and then people yeah. jump on me about that. <laughs> yeah. and it's just such a distraction. But I, you, you do a really good job, and I'm going to get to that in a second, of putting things together in, in tweets and everything else to get your point across. But I feel like today's player is it's not easier, but they're more inclined to be more outspoken about whether it's wearing a mask, like whether it's, you know, like being ambassador to wear a mask or, or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. You know what I mean? For sure. No, definitely. I, you know, cause I was so included in the stigma that you got to be an athlete, only an athlete. And then, uh, you know, you have things happen off the field and you realize you're very human and, you know, being a major league baseball player doesn't shield you from being a human. Right. So I'm like, I'm a human first. Like, you know, I can decide to stop playing this game today. Like the game can be taken from me today. Yeah. And I'm going to speak out about things that I'm passionate about, like, you know, Alzheimer's and brain health and, you know, caring about people and, you know, trying to bring hope to people that or went through what my family went yeah. through, you know, or to what we're going through right now in America with, yeah. you know, racial inequality and, you know, trying yeah. to educate myself and others. Why are you so passionate? And I'll get to the, the brain health in a second, but with the racial inequality, you've really outspoken on Twitter about that. What, what is it for you? Like, what is it that you feel, you know, um, compelled to get on Twitter or something or, or to, to even answer people back? Yeah, I mean, no, for sure. Um, so I, you know, I, I don't know if it was a blessing, but I grew up in a, in a melting pot in the Bay area. Um, you know, I, I could go 10 minutes West and I was in, you know, the the so-called ghetto of East Palo Alto. Um, I could go, you know, 10 minutes North and I'm in Atherton, which is one of the richest cities in America. Um, you know, I played football growing up, uh, played baseball growing up. Um, I saw, I went to a private, you know, Catholic, predominantly white high school. Yeah. Um, and I saw a lot of my friends when I played Pop Warner, which is like youth football. Uh, a lot of my friends were from Redwood City, East Palo Alto. When I went to high school, you know, we had a couple of kids from East Palo Alto, uh, Polynesian, African American. And my dad was really good about telling me to go to their house, not have them come to our house. And what that did for me at a young age was make me realize how privileged I was right. um, and the privilege that I grew up with. And so while I didn't understand it completely, you know, I didn't educate myself, you know, when I was 15, 16, uh, what I saw was a completely different world, um, you know, where, you know, the, while they were, you know, at the same high school as me, they were having to work off to get their scholarship, you know, work events at the school, um, work in the school community uh, to try and repay, you know, the scholarship that they were given because their parents couldn't afford it. Um, You know, they're living, you know, four or five person family. Well, well, you went went to a private school, right? Mm -hmm. It was around $20,000 the tuition. Yeah. Right, it's pretty expensive. So yeah. you're saying so, so some of them got scholarships. Whether it was are you talking about financial aid? Or are you talking about because they're athletes? Was it a sporting school like that? No, so, so it was yeah, it'd be financial aid, right. and they would call it work grant. So gotcha. you would, so you okay, gotcha. That, so you so, had to basically work gotcha. to get the scholarship. Yeah. Um, oh, gotcha. But yes, so I saw them, and 
and that was from an early age. And then I was, I had this, um, you know, this fascination with African American history, you know, mm-hmm. from, you know, the, you know, Africans coming into this, to this land before it was, you know, the United States and, yeah. uh, being shackled and chained and, you know, this gruesome history, you know, mm-hmm. through the eight, 17, 18, 1900s, you know, through the civil rights. And, and then when I got to UW, I took a lot of history classes um, that were taught by African-American professors. So yeah. I saw a different side of the history that I was, than what I was taught in high school, um, which frankly, it's whitewashed. Right. And that's kind of like where this all started. So while it's my fault that I was never as outspoken as I am today, it wasn't because I didn't want to, mm-hmm. but it was neglect on my part that I didn't stand up. Did um, you feel like fearful to be that outspoken because you don't want to piss anyone off, ruffle feathers, or even the mariners, or you, whatever the organization, whoever you're, you know, technically an employee of? Mm-hmm. Was it a thing like, oh, I don't want to be too outspoken here because this might ruffle feathers, even with my with with the mariners, for example? Yeah, no, I think that's a hundred percent valid. You know, I think you. You know, as an athlete, you're just told to play the game. You know, we just we talked yeah. about it a little bit ago. But then I realized, you know, we have a, a community, a group of people that are hurting. Um, and they're crying out. And they've been crying out for decades. Right. And for us not to listen, for us not to stand up, you know, to not educate ourselves um, and to, you know, be passive. You know, that's a, a form of racism. Right. Um, you know, while it's not, you know, proactive where you're out there, you know, throwing out racial slurs, like it's honestly just as guilty. And I don't want to be a part of that group. Is it stressful though? Like uh, to, back to social media, getting on, getting on, cause that's at the moment, especially in isolation, that's kind of like your platform, yeah, right? Where you get on, sure. you know, whether it's Twitter or Instagram, or, is it stressful though, dealing with the you know comments and uh, reactions and things like that? Does that just add stress to your day? It did. And then um, I realized that, one, I realized that it's going to happen because not everybody's going to, you know, share your same opinion. And that's fine. I don't yeah. need you to. But, um, and I can handle it. But at the same time, I want to be on the right side of history. And right. I want to show, the, you know, the guys, the African American guys I played with, the African American, you know, guys and girls that, uh, I grew up with that I stand with them and I understand that I understand that I'll never understand what they go through. I got you. Um, but I do understand my privilege um, and what I grew up with, like I said. Um, but I want to be on the right side of history um, and try you, and help as I can. Do you feel like, you know, what you went through with your mom and especially last year, right? You know, May from May last year, and and trying to play baseball in 2019. Mm-hmm. After dealing with that, and you know, all the effort you put in, your family put in. Um, do you feel like it's not easier, but it's more um, natural to be <clears throat> more outspoken or raise your you know raise your opinion, raise your voice about certain things after everything you went through? Yeah, no, I, I think uh, the one thing I noticed through the whole you know, starting the charity and raising awareness is you realize that your platform can affect change. Yeah. Um, so I never had, you know, the question was never in my mind of like, Oh, can I affect change? 
I know I can because yeah. I've done it. Um, we've done it. Uh, so when this whole thing happened, I was like, you know, it's a good opportunity for me to stand up. Like I am fairly educated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, you know, just taking history from a different lens and yeah. seeing, seeing it and, you know, knowing about the Tulsa massacre before, you know, before the, you know, the past couple of weeks. Um, See, I read because, that on your Twitter. Just, I had no idea. I'm looking, it's like, whoa. Right. Like, and from your, from following you on Twitter, you know what I mean? Right. It's right. Amazing. And so that's what I'm saying. It's like, you go through high school and you learn about these things, um, but not on a deeper, deep enough level. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, to me there, we have a lot more to learn and I'm excited to do that. Yeah. Now speaking of 2019, um, yeah, and, and everything just back to you with your charity and, and what, you know, with, with your mom and everything you went through was 2019, do you feel like when you go back to the you know, Braden Bishop version pre um, your, your mom with Alzheimer's and everything that went through and then post that or even dealing with it and, you know, with, all, with the four mom stuff that came out um, and the Marins, I mean, cause I, I got a front row seat to it. We talked about it a lot on air. Um, and then, you know, for 2019 after the month of May, was it, was baseball tougher? Was it easier? Like, was it something that you, um, um, you looked at and said, well, this is just a game. Like how was playing baseball in 2019 after May? So like the hardest part was kind of subconsciously noticing things around the ballpark. Like you see a mom and her kids sitting above the dugout or you see after the game, you know, players, mom is there and they're hanging out with them in the tunnel um, yes. and, and so I knew I was never going to get that again. Yeah. Um, and so then, yeah, I'm like big on reminiscing. So I would like think yeah. about when my mom would walk me to the park and throw me wiffle balls and, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, so that, that affected me. Um, right. and you know, to when she was diagnosed in 2014, it was really important for me and it, it didn't put like an extra pressure, but mm-hmm. I wanted him to try and get to the big leagues before she got gotcha. too bad where yeah. she couldn't be there. Yeah. So then when I made my debut in the U S um, it was against the Cubs and she, you know, she couldn't be there, mm-hmm. but I got a video from her. Uh, and you know, I, I think I posted a video on my Instagram, but you know, she doesn't know who she's talking yeah. to. Yeah. She doesn't, she can't even say the words. She right. has to be told what to say. But just the fact that, you know, she was there physically and verbally communicated what my aunt said to her. Um, you know, you, you kind of like realize, like, God, like, I did it. Like, at least she, it yeah. like, it registered, you know. Yeah. Um, and so that was, you know, that was tough. Like, you, you're so anxious to... It was a good reminder though, because I was sitting in my locker when I got it, and I'm so nervous because it's like I'm making my stateside debut. I mean, yeah. you know how it is. Yeah. And uh, and then you get that video, and you realize like, you know, I could go over a day. Yeah. You know, I can't not get a hit, but just the fact that, you know, right. you know deep down she's proud. Yeah. And she knows like that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah, I get. I guess it puts such a bigger emphasis on on every at bat really because i mean not that oh you know now i have to go and hit 300 and go to the hall of fame or anything like that it's just more of like like you said the little things that you notice around the ballpark or you know um things that and and from 
from an outside, because you and I have never really, I've never spoke to you before this, right? right? And there's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm stoked to get a chance to, to sit down yeah, and talk same. to you. But I, I look at this and, you know, we cover it and, and it's such a, not a feel good thing, but it's like, it's such a, po- so many positive vibes with your charity yeah. and everything else. But when you, you know, when you dig down a little bit, you forget about the, the walking out and seeing, you know, other players with their mums and all those little things that go on that must just, you know, replay themselves in your, in your head. Do you have like a, do you talk to people about, you know, like, do you have therapy and someone you speak to or is it, is it just inside your family or do you actually go see like, pro, do you have a professional person that you, right. that you can bounce all this stuff off? Right. So, I mean, I think we've done a really good job of surrounding our charity with really good, you know, uh, neurologists, yeah. really good um, psychologists, mm-hmm. you know, people who are professionals um, but I also think it's really important, and this is our charity, you know, personally, uh, even just in the world today, you know, a lot of things can affect your mental health, you know, and I saw like my whole mom situation, like, uh, you feel the stress, you feel the anxiety, you know, you see your family, especially like my dad, who is her primary care, you know, him struggling, um, it causes anxiety and I, I, as mad as I want to be like a tough guy and tough it out. Yeah. Um, it got to a point where I just like couldn't, you know, I had yeah. to like, right. Just I had to kind out. of like relieve you. Right. And yeah. so, you know, I, I'm huge proponent and, you know, talking to somebody, yeah. well, you know, whether it's a professional or, you know, a family member who's a good listener. Um, and you know, it, it helped a lot cause yeah. you feel like kind of like, taking this weight and like giving it to somebody else to help you digest it. Um, and that's like with my situation, you know, with anything. Um, but I think like, especially for athletes, it's huge because I feel like we take on such a, you know, like you said, like just the fact that you can say something on social media and get attacked for it, even though you might be standing up for something that's right. Um, you know, that causes like a stress, yeah. You know, and, oh, and big time. Yeah. Weigh on you. yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I envy people cause I'm, yes, sometimes I'm just, I'm too soft, like too, too scared to, to speak <laughs> up on social media. Like there's things that drive me nuts. I say, I'm right. like, oh, I don't want to piss anyone off or lose my job or anything like right. that. You know, but I, I envy, you know, guys like you who, who can, who can speak up and do that. Um, but you, you're right. The stress and the other, the, I love the, um, Hey, you're just an athlete. So go play baseball. And I love that one. That makes no sense to me whatsoever when you get those ones back. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. And, you know, like somebody said to me the other day, like, stick to sports or something. And I just sat back, like, uh, yeah, I appreciate your opinion, but I'm good. Like, I'm yeah. going to continue to do yeah. it. Because I think it, you're outweighed by people who you, you bring hope to and who, yeah. who don't have a voice and yeah. kind of like live through yours. Right. Um, you know, and I like think about, um, it was probably like we were filming, we were filming a documentary right now for, uh, for mom. Yeah. And, uh, one of my, like I said, one of the kids I grew up with, uh, is African, African American. And we're standing outside the house that we rented to film. And, uh, this white lady was across the street and she's just staring at him. And we're in a, we're in Burlingame in the Bay Area. So it's like a more, I mean, it's definitely a predominantly white neighborhood staring at him. And she won't take her eyes off him. And I'm sitting there staring back at her. 
and she said, uh, are you guys, do you guys live there? And I said, we're renting this house. And she kind of like looked and she just kept staring at him as she walked back and forth. Right. I asked like, do, you, do we have a problem? And she was like, yeah, I just don't feel comfortable like leaving and letting you guys. And I said, man, we're renting this house. So like you could do whatever you want. Like nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Like, but I knew it was because, right. you know, she sees a kid who isn't going to be. So as that kid, like as, as you know, an African-American man, like he's sitting there like, so she's literally doing that because I'm just standing here. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would like, never, you'd never, I'll never know what that feels like. You know what I mean? Right. I but won't the, but just the, the pile of just whatever gets dumped on you, just that one moment. And it just gets just added and added to the hard, you know, downloaded onto that hard drive of yours as you move on with life. You know, it's, it's, you know, again, I would never know what that, Same. what that feels like. Never. You know? Same. Um, okay. So speaking, so this year, 2019, you make your debut, you go up to the big leagues. What was this off season all about for you? What what were you coming in saying? I'm going to make this frigging team. This is what I got to do. This is the adjustment yeah. I have to make. So, you know, I like I said, I got an opportunity, then I got hurt, yeah. and then when I came back, the roster expanded. So, I kind of had to like view myself in a different light than a, a starter, like everyday yeah. guy. Yeah. And I mean, there's not many guys who come up right away and just like have a starting job yeah you kind know, of kind of got to work really hard and then get a little bit lucky and be in the, the right position at the right time but I knew like going in the offseason okay I got a good enough picture last year mm-hmm. that I understand what I need to work on and yeah so I made those changes in my swing you know I felt great um arm felt good you know I went on drive lines program um because that help you did you be like a oh. lot a yeah. lot because uh, their head strength and throwing coach when driveline started he's now the uh, throwing program coordinator at the gym i go to oh, in okay. sacramento oh, wow. uh, shout out kyle rogers but um uh so basically do this driveline program and then uh you know i felt great body felt great i was healthy uh like mentally kind of got over that hurdle of the yeah. spleen injury yeah um, and then I came to spring training. I'm like, I'm like, I'm doing everything I can. Like I'm, I worked so hard, and I got punched right in the mouth. And I, you know, I was struggling to get up. You know, I'm not. What? Why is that? Was it something? Was your swing off or something you worked really hard on? It's like wasn't clicking. Why? Why is that? When you said yeah. I, I got punched right in the mouth, like that, that moment you felt like that. What was it that you went back and said, oh, it's because of this? Yeah. No. I, I think, you know, obviously I think the swing, the swing was playing well off of um, situations that I could control, a.k.a. the cage, um, yeah. you know, so I could set the VL machine up to 100 and find a way to make, you know, good contact with yeah. it. You know, I could, I was crushing flips, I was crushing yeah. overhand, you know, I was standing in, timing was good. Um and then, you know, when I look back, I only did have 11 at bat. So it's yeah. not like yeah. a crazy big sample size, yeah. but just the way I felt, you know, I, it just, yeah, it wasn't clicking. And I absolutely did not want to use, you know, oh, I only had 11 at bats, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. It, I needed to make a change. Uh, 
but I think it was good for me because, you know, you always hear that, oh, you know, good things happen to people who work hard. You know, I don't, I don't really believe that. Right. I think I know a lot of people that work really hard and, <laughs> yeah. you know, they yeah. don't, you don't, just cause you work hard doesn't yeah. mean yeah. that you deserve it more than somebody else, right. you know? Yeah. And just because you get an opportunity and you work really hard doesn't mean it's going to yeah. just happen. Right. Um, you know, and maybe spring training wasn't my time yeah. for that to happen. And, right. You know, I do have a strong relationship with God. So I, mm -hmm. I believe if I just keep putting in the time and yeah. taking, you know, one step after the, another yeah. that, you know, have, but if it doesn't like if for some reason, it just didn't happen, you know, yeah. like I just wasn't supposed to, yeah. like I put everything I had into the bucket. Right. And um, I think too, and, and, and you mentioned, you know, even just because you work hard doesn't mean you, you get that opportunity. And I, I agree, but at the same time, I think, and you could speak for this, if you're working so hard to make that one little adjustment or even with your arm, with your, you know, your, your, your arm strength and stuff like that, you're at least more aware along the way. If you went into spring training, not quite sure, eh, did I work as hard or, or yeah, anything absolutely. like that? You're just going to second guess and you just lose that trust every, no, every other sure. day. That's what, yeah. And so like, I'm not saying like, oh, just because it won't always pay off, like don't work hard. Like I think that's, because I mean, think about it. Like if you, let's say I never got another opportunity and I didn't fill the bucket completely, yeah. you know, every single day putting in everything I had mentally, physically, spiritually like yeah. when i'm done i would look back and be like i didn't put everything in like what if yeah like yeah. nah it, it needs to be like you're going all out all the time you know you're you know filling the bucket every day um putting your work in being diligent you know being intentful uh but if it doesn't happen you can look back and go yeah. no nah, i put everything in like i i feel at peace because you know, I do what I absolutely everything I could. Hey, do you ever feel like when, when you guys, especially in spring training, I used to be the worst at this. I used to go in and I used to look and see what group I'm in or how the coach, how a coach is talking to this player. And I used to play GM in my head like, yeah. oh man, they're prioritizing him. They've had a yeah. meeting a week before spring training and they're like, oh, yeah. Ryan, whatever. No, this guy. Do you ever do that? Like on oh the daily? That's the worst. I yeah. feel like, yeah, at least, and everyone's like, oh, well, coaches and GMs are so much, you know, so much more, they communicate way more and everything else. But still, man, spring training can – like you could be working your butt off the entire offseason. Swing feels amazing. You walk in and that one little thing you view is just kind of throws you off. Going, oh, why am I in this hitting group? Yeah. Why am I in group four for BP? <laughs> so you, do, you So you – okay, good. Heck That's yeah. still a thing? <laughs> no, heck yeah. I think everybody – like you you know, you get in and like your locker's in a certain part of the locker. Oh, like, ex ex there you go. Exactly. Like there's a couple of like – I'm like mixed in with like yeah. a couple like non-roster guys, like yeah. a couple like, yeah. you know, guys who have been like right. prospects, like do they view me like as yeah. non -roster? like, you know, you just, you know, or yeah, like you're on field two for, right. you know, cuts oh, the, and relays that's, and that's you're the like, one. oh shit. That's like, the one. It's, there's the field, field one group and the field two yeah. group. Like, oh man, how do I like? Yeah. What have I done? Yeah, exactly. absolutely. So crazy. And then, but you're right. You mentioned you only had what eleven at bats, right? Mm -hmm. But to make, you need to have like that, that one game where whack you that ball to right center, exactly. you know, and then you, you know you're around second base and you know Scott Service is looking at yeah you know I mean there's little stupid yeah, things that, that sure. can that can snowball. It's so yeah. true because everyone's like, well, he only had 11 at bats, but it's one or two at bats can can For really sure. sounds dumb, but can really change how your mind For works. Sure. Well, I think even more like door. you put in like that, you know, like 
you're working on like as a hitter like you're working on like that bottom hand or whatever it is and then like you might not see the results in the game for a couple days and then all of a sudden that one at bat like you get that and you're like shoot i haven't felt that like that's because the work i've been doing and then you start to roll and like i feel like that's what you live for is just like that adjustment clicking um that's so funny i'm glad that's still a thing because i feel like i was like "Eh." yeah because i feel like i'm out of touch with what happens to guys (laughs) when they go to spring training i feel like i'm older things have changed 2020 i'm ancient now but i'm glad that's still a thing i'm and thank you for being honest about that i appreciate (laughs) it it. because i I would talk to some guys like no i don't even think about that stuff i just do my thing it's like oh come on man there has to be some (laughs) you know worry about it's deep down there oh yeah hey how do i get one of those shirts by the way (laughs) uh if you go on our website cognition coffee company Boom. Uh, it'll be like right there on the front page uh, we have like mugs shirts sweatshirts that's a sweet shirt that yeah. i like no, it. it's solid it's awesome. solid and that's connected so and can you get is that like connected to, to the four mom website as well because i've been on that yeah no, so it, from four mom there's no connection but if you're on the cognition one there's a connection to the right. four mom one Dude, you're an entrepreneur. I'm still in my head. I'm baffled the fact that you can get <laughs> the shirts, the logo, the, the packaging. Because I've noticed your packaging and everything. Yeah. I even saw something yeah. with Keurig. Or did you have? Did yeah. You, did so have- yeah. So uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty like I like you know health and wellness, and yeah. so I'm big into like reusable. Um, right. But a lot of the Keurig uh, pods aren't reusable, yeah. uh, so I I want to find on amazon just like a ton of reusable carry cups so they're like plastic yeah. but you know you just wash them and reuse them gotcha. um, and so i just sold that with a bag of coffee um and people love it because they you know environmentally friendly and stuff like that and with your charity too i mean that started i mean that basically said oh, i'll start raising money for yeah. this and now it's turned into something that's massive right yeah, well, that's what's crazy is like so organically grown. Yeah. Um, you know, I um, I can't take like full credit. Like it was all me all the time. Um, you know, I had the platform, but then, you know, I had guys like our strength coach at University of Washington, Dave Rack, our sports information director at University of Washington, Brian Tom. You know, like these are like some guys who are like instrumental in, yeah. you know, getting a story to the media you know, why are those team. guys like why you mentioned like a strength coach at UW? Why him? Yeah. Like, why were they so instrumental? Yeah, so I think stuff it, like this, by the way, I can't figure out online marketing to save my <laughs> life. I mean, yeah. I've got like, you know, even with this podcast, I'm like, oh, how do I market this? I've got no idea. Right. But I feel like, you know, with and again, you know, obviously everyone's like, oh, well, he's a big leaguer, that means he's yeah. just going to go like this. It's not the case, yeah. right? You need people yeah. to, to help for sure. Well, yeah. yeah, that was like the thing. It's like, I'm a junior at UW and so what happened was my mom had got sick and diagnosed in September of 2014 mm-hmm. and then I'm you know I'm I'm pretty you know upbeat good vibes um you know loved I'm talking uh so our strength coach noticed something like kind of off a little bit really? and I had told nobody on the team wow. at the time and so he called me in and was like hey what's wrong and so I just it was kind of like a moment where I just like broke down and we kind of had that moment of like connection where it was yeah. like, it wasn't so much like coach to player. Yeah. It was like person to person. Yeah. And so he was like, all right, I'm here for you. And then a couple of days later he came to me and was like, Hey, why don't we hold an event? And so that was kind of wow. like the start where I was like, Oh, you know, I've always wanted to yeah. advocate for a cause. Like I didn't want it to be so personal, but 
it is now. Yeah. So let's like, let's, let's move. And so then we held a deadlifting competition. So that was the first event. Yeah. And so that's how he came in. And then after that event, then the sports information director got this story, you know, to King five, uh, you know, to Fox, to ESPN, you know, baseball America. And then next thing you know, like you have this national story uh, through, you know, from a college yeah. athlete. Yeah. And then like, as the platform grew, obviously you reach more people and, and then, financially you know you get more donations where you can bring in a team of people to you know make it better and bigger at what point did you feel like because you mentioned earlier you know during the um during the chat that i feel like i'm actually making a change you know sometimes when you look at you know it's charities or, or i've been involved in some it's like man am i really adding to this like am i am i just a drop in the ocean right now right. at what point did you feel like man i'm really making headway with this um, I think so. I would say I started feeling that way after, uh, let's see, spring training 2019. So I got yeah. hurt in the summer of 2018. I broke my forearm. Mm -hmm. So I was rehabbing in Arizona. Yeah. And every time I've had a big end, that was my first big injury. But I stood there and I was like, I need to become a better human. Yeah. Because I can't play right now. Like, nobody cares about me because I can't play. Yeah. And, like, you know, if you're not on the field, you can't help a team. So, um, and I'm realistic. So, I was like, I need to get better as a human. Like, what avenue do I have? Oh, well, I have the charity, but I don't. I'm by myself. That was, you know, that was the thing. At the time, it was just me mm -hmm. and my brother. But at the time, yeah. he's in, you know, he's in college. Yeah. So, he can't do much. Um, yeah. So, that whole summer, I was just planning for 2019. Like, what are we going to do? So uh, I was like, I'm gonna have a top golf tournament. And that was it. I was like, I don't, I'm just gonna, you know, do it. So we had raised enough money, you know, shout out to like Robbie Cano and Nelly and Segura. They had donated me a good amount of money to kind of like get me off the ground. That's awesome. Um, and I'll forever be thankful for that. Cause you know, that, yeah. you know, you need funds to make moves like, yeah. especially in this world. So yeah. we, 36 days before that top golf tournament, which was in spring training 2019. Yeah. I was by myself and I had, I had a plan, but I didn't know like how many things go into a charity oh, yeah. event. Cause I've never had a big one. Like yeah. That. Right. So it's not I, another deadlifting contest. That's a show. No, exactly. <laughs> so this one, it was like, I was getting questions from top with like, what do you want for food? Do you want a stage? Do you have a DJ? Do you have an MC? Do you have an auction? And I'm like, all oh, the little oh things. Right. Yes. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I, I have, you know, I didn't even think about these things because I've never done it. Yeah. So I, uh, I got super lucky to meet this uh, group in Arizona and Phoenix. Uh, yeah, the company's called Personalized Solutions. Mm -hmm. And they're like a PR branding yeah. event management company. And so, I hired them 36 days before the event. Wow. They, I mean, they absolutely crushed it. But when, like, you, when you said to them, oh, here's the date with that, like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, they were like, oh, my gosh. Like, we don't know. Like, it's going to take a miracle. And I'm yeah. like, honestly, like. And they just uh, crushed it. And they crushed, like, crushed. I mean, we did it in uh, Glendale, which is, like, right down the street yeah. from Peoria. And, I mean, we had, you know, 300 people. You know, we raised wow. 30,000 and, and, uh, and so after that I was like, 
screw it. Like I'm hiring you. Like, so yeah. then Jessica, who's the head of uh, personalized solutions now is our executive director. No way. And then she has, um, we have a events coordinator and then director of operations now. Gotcha. Um, but, but you know, the summer of 2018, uh, planting those seeds, I saw, you know, them pay off and then, you know, having them work for us, yeah. um, you know, all of 2019, yeah. you know, we held top golf. We did, a um, another tournament, a cornhole tournament last July. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we held a Christmas, uh, event in San Francisco because yeah. after Hunter got drafted, uh, and then we did top golf, uh, literally like two days before, uh, COVID shut everything down. So I oh, snuck uh, that one in, yeah. snuck it in, but we yeah. raised $85,000. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so you so basically you're 30 days away. You're on Gildan's website trying to put a shirt together <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and trying to put a logo together. And then you're like, what the hell am I doing? You know, it's funny. I like just real quick. And I was just thinking as you're telling that story, I do baseball camps and stuff back in Australia yeah. and, and me and Trent Olchin, he's another Aussie. Um, mm. He played in the big leagues. And, uh, him and I are, you know, really close and we put this, this company together and we do a bunch of stuff. Like we, we try and get kids, you know, college scholarships and all this stuff. But our first camp, like, Oh yeah, we'll just have a camp. You know, a hundred kids will rock up. But yeah. We rock up. It's pouring rain. Field gets shut down. We have to find an indoor facility. We've got a line of people out. We have, we have no idea what we're doing, but there's just like piles of shirts. Like my wife yeah. was there and she's like, Hey, we need to give these kids name tags because like, <sighs> We need to know who these guys yeah. like We didn't ever have a spreadsheet of like who signed up. It was a nightmare. Oh. And I was just thinking that. I was like, obviously, that's on a larger scale. You've got Robbie Cano, Nelson Cruz saying, hey, here's money to put a charity event yeah. together and you're trying to plan this. Man, I couldn't imagine. But again, it, it worked out and now you're killing it. So that's it's yeah, awesome. For sure. You must yeah. have learned. You, have, you must just have a doctorate in in brain health, neuro health. Yeah. Right? You must not... It's the scariest thing, man. And not to, you know, you've talked about this a lot, but it's the scariest thing because, you know, even my wife and I sit there and our memory goes for a second. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh man, is this, is this early? Is this the early stages sure. of it? It's so scary. No one has a clue really what's going on, right? Yeah, right. And that's like a huge thing that we're, so we've been working with this company in uh, San Francisco, Savonics Incorporated. So uh, Malia Charvat, who's their CEO. She was a neurologist at Stanford. And then she started this independent research development company, right. uh, Savonics. And so they developed an app where you can take a test and it doesn't give you a, an answer like, yes, you have or you don't, but it helps, um, it helps their algorithm basically gotcha. pinpoint uh, like those, like, oh, uh, it's kind of going for a second. Yeah. Like, there's such thing as brain clutter uh, where we just consume too much yeah. where it just can't all stay in there. So it's like, Oh, I forgot that, you know, that person I met like four days ago, I forgot yeah. their name. Like yeah. that might not be Alzheimer's. That could yeah. just be, you, you're taking in so yeah. much that you and we've got two it. kids. We've got so much stuff going on stress. So, yeah. I mean, right. but it is, you know, when you look at what you're doing and everything else, so, so that they've got an app. Is, is it the app out now? Yeah. So if you go on their website, Savonics, uh, dot com. Uh, they have. How do you spell uh, that? And write that down. <laughs> let me make sure I get the website correct, because I don't want to send people to. So, but they so they're from San Francisco, 
they yep so savonics.com this is what the the website looks like that's okay, their, so it's com. N-I-X, yep. And, I mean, just right there on their front page, it says enroll and study. Gotcha. And then once you click on that, it takes you through everything. Um, and, I mean, it's good. It takes about, like, 35 minutes, but it provides them with yeah. data from different people. Right. Um, but what we've ran into is a lot of people are like nervous to take it. I was going to say people won't step up and do it cause they're worried about the result. For right. Sure. And you know, or like, embarrassed or to talk to people like you sure. said earlier. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so that's like a big thing. It's like just kind of breaking down those, those walls of not wanting, you know, to know. Um, but you know, cause it's like some where it's like, you know, like in my mom's case, Hey, you have it. Good luck. Yeah. Like that's yeah. it. Like, oh wow, so there's no nothing. Like you can't it, offer anything. Yeah. And there's no there's no I mean, do they offer or did you guys look into like exercises you can do to stimulate the brain? Anything? Yeah, there's just nothing that's Man. like proven to actually help. So like, hey, we have this trial you could try, but you know, here's side effects or oh. and my mom was very stubborn. She was like, I don't want to be a guinea pig. Um and yeah. so she just slowly declined and sad to see but hopefully one day we won't have you know even if we don't get a cure to be able to prolong life so it's not a you know five-year decline right uh it's a 25 30 year deal yeah um so you know that's kind of what we're fighting for at this point you um switching gears here you excited about tomorrow getting into yeah yeah for sure i I can't even get back to back to it gonna be way different you know obviously yeah. but just like you said putting on putting on the spikes playing catch t-mobile park I, man that's, yeah yeah it's crazy but um anyway Braden, i'll let you go man i've taken up way too much of your time no, right? you got, you got a big day tomorrow prepping but hey, i appreciate it dude and uh, i'm gonna go check out that uh grab grab a shirt there's coming in yeah, other colors <laughs> i need to look slim <laughs> yeah it's awesome and congrats by the way i know how hard it is to start something i barely could start this podcast you know months ago so or create a website you know so um yeah awesome man i'll uh yeah this has been fun and hopefully next time we do this uh, i said this to some of your teammates hopefully next time we do this it's in person doing something fun you know what i mean where we can you know do a workout or something or, or sure. something. Take me through your velocity program or something. Definitely, like yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Awesome, Braden. I appreciate it, man. Have a, have awesome. a good afternoon. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode of The Top Step. Remember, go tell your friends. Go press the download button. Subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening to this on Apple, Google Play, Spotify. Make sure you click that that subscribe button. It just it helps this podcast helps out a lot, um, and that way I can keep doing this. I am going to keep doing it regardless of what happens. Uh, if we're still stuck in quarantine, this is not just a coronavirus quarantine thing. This is something that I've loved doing. It's really helped me out a lot mentally. Um, hearing these stories so I appreciate you guys listening from Australia uh, the US Canada and all my bots there over in Russia uh, all the, the the Twitter bots or the, the, the whatever it is I've got, I've got some listeners in Russia I don't know where that's coming from some bot farm online I don't know I can't deal I can't figure out the whole online thing alright guys we'll catch you next week on the top step.